Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part-friendly panel show, part of Vicious Competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vix Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Right, so did, did, did anyone read any of the emails? <laughs> Don't worry if you didn't. Nobody does. I'm, wa- I'm so waiting safe. for someone else to say. So we can... obviously we all did. Sean, you explain first. You... <laughs> obviously, <Yeah>. key. <laughs> Let's start the episode by everyone telling me what they think they're about to do. <laughs> oh, no! Great. I did. Um, that's I, fine. I did read it. If you if you say something, it ring the it'll ring a bell. Okay. Good. Avid listeners to Comedy Arcade. Welcome to the show, to the listeners that will be listening. Um, This is not a live record, so we're all good. Uh, You can swear as much as you like. Um, I've had John Robertson on. He's set the bar for smut and swearing. And you've got a lot of headroom, is what I'm saying. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so the whole point of the game, it's um, competitive anecdotes, basically. So I've got a bingo ball full of topics. (laughs) Um, a literal bingo ball that I bought from Amazon. Um, other ethical well, choices are available. But... Say, oh God! <laughs> I've got you now. You're a Zoom I'm hostage. Not... You can't leave. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What do you mean competitive anecdotes? Like anecdotes about when we were competitive, or anecdotes in which we're competing to have the best. Well, it's anecdote. like that chat I had where I was like, "Do you want to know the rules, or do you want to wing it?" I remember you said, "Wing it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but now we're here. This is I'm here, so this okay. is ringing. Um, yeah. So I've got a load of different, very broad topics. I'm gonna pick them from the ball. If you've got a story for them, or somebody else's story that you want to tell on their behalf, or some shady oh, thing I to see. say, jump in with it. Um, I will rate it by how much okay. I enjoy it, and that is how you win points. Okay. We'll pick it up as yeah, we yeah, go yeah. along. We'll pick it up as we go along. Um, so yeah, my oh, guest today, fine. we've got. <laughs> We've got avid email readers, Julian Dean. I did read the, the email though, yeah. Yeah, you just didn't take it well, away. Well, in, the, in the subject box, I read that bit. Right, you need to stop putting the rules in the subject box. Good feedback. Um, <laughs> we've got Sean Walsh, who didn't even get the email because he elected to just have a surprise. And we've got the brilliant Josie Long dialing in from Scotland. I think we should just play and um, it'll... It'll come to you. So the sound of the balls is quite therapeutic as well. You might enjoy it. Ready? Do it. Oh, that is nice. Isn't it? Oh. I can't understand why Calm haven't got in touch with me about being an ambassador. I think I could just <laughs> do this for half hour and they could pay me money. Exactly. People would fall asleep. Heads not that, not that podcasts aren't working out for me, but I'd look at other options at this point. Right. So anyway, first ball out. The worst gift you've ever given or received. <laughs> I gave, I gave, um, a, um, to my ex, well, she wasn't my ex at the time. (laughs) How bad was this gift? I'm excited. (laughs) Um, I gave her, you know, those animal biscuits that are chocolate on one side. Yeah. But I, but they've, I, like, I gave her other presents, but I also just, 
I was looking for chocolates to go with the stuff and that's all they had. But she's never let me forget so much so that like years later, I gave her them ironically because I knew she it was it annoyed her. She wasn't ready. No. <laughs> so where, where were you shopping for them to be the only available? Where I, al- where I always go, Londis. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a Londis purchase. <laughs> It could have been worse. I thought you were going to say you ate all the chocolate off the back of them or something. That's a good filler gift. I didn't do that, no, but that's a good idea. Yeah, you, you're better off shot of her. She's she didn't appreciate gone, that. Mate. She's done. I, I have to be careful because I think she's teaching. But my girlfriend is in the, in the other room. But she's teaching, so it's okay. But for Christmas, she got me a watch, which I, and I, you know, I, I, want, I, want, I like watches. But she, my my last watch broke, and she got me a new. She got me a new watch, but she got me the same watch I had. What a broken one! And I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Li- literally the same watch <laughs> in a box. Ta-da! I can't believe why they is- all have this fault. Like, <laughs> why is that bad though? That's like, oh, he likes that watch. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. But I never. Wouldn't you just repair the other? Oh, so you you, you think she's wasteful? Ask her. She- oh. <laughs> oh, she's behind you, Why don't you ask her? <laughs> For the listeners, she isn't. But it's just weird getting a present that you've. I feel like I've, you've got a present. It's that a you've bit already phoning got. it in to pick a a gift. She knows you're like because you already owned it. I can see. I think you know. She knew you liked that watch. Your one's broken. Um, she. I think she. I'm with her, man. I mean, I was. I was. I was going to get it fixed. Oh, could you? Could you sell it on? And secretly fix the other one. Profit. Oh, you can't sell it. No, 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 no. It's fine. Look, hey, it's it's absolutely fine. But I just, I just wondered what you. But you all think it's what you all think that's a good present. No, so I, great. I'm with okay. you. I'm with you on this. I think it's weird. And I think if I wanted a new watch, and I assume it's a decently priced watch, I'd probably want the joy of picking a different one if the one that I had was no longer in action. But. I just have to really hope that she's not going to watch this now. <laughs> Fair, right. Well, it's it's we'll keep it between us. It's fine. <laughs> Has Sean froze or is he still pondering? Oh no, he froze for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's just thinking. He's just thinking about what a poor choice it was to tell that story. <laughs> so is that? That was a poor uh, yes. <laughs> Josie. I forgot we were doing a game oh, it's show. Fine. We're just sharing now. This is fine. Josie, have you ever given or, or received yeah. a bad gift? So when I was 13 years old, it was the year after my parents broke up. And the year my parents broke up, I received like, like a bonanza of gifts Boston from guilt. Home. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah, it was the fucking... Yeah, I lost... I mean, there were things I lost. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but that year, it was... It was fucking... It was out of oh, yeah. my mind incredible, right? The following year, there was, like, stuff to live up to in worse circumstances. And, like, I should say that since I feel really close to my dad and my stepmom, and I, like, don't believe that it was done maliciously. But that Christmas, I went round to my dad and my stepmom's house for the first time ever, and my stepsister and stepbrother got new Nike tracksuits, which at the time, and for our, like like level of income you don't have to defend it i opened mine with baited breath breath not breath thinking like fuck this is gonna be incredible it was a video of the pet shop boys live that had a sticker on it saying reduced 5.99 and they said it's because you like rock music it was brutal it was absolutely i'm gonna hug you that is. I yeah, want to buy no you. Way. I want to buy you the tracksuit. <laughs> I would. To be fair, I wouldn't have liked the tracksuit because I only liked um, those skirts that have mirrors on them. <laughs> so it was the principle of the issue. Was, yeah, I think it was the humiliation of seeing the price still on it, and of the feeling of like, this isn't even rock music. This is jumble sale. Yeah. yeah. So what is this? Full you on know? charity shop fodder. How, how, how old were you? I was 13 and I did you watch it was it good I didn't watch it because to me I was like this is like an old man's 
disco band. Would your dad wanted to have watched it before he gave it to you? I'm trying to work no, out what, what they were not thinking. Not my dad thing. And I think the thing is, I think actually they both find getting presents really stressful. And I think they just were like, oh, what does she like? She likes music. This is music. Is this music? They were shopping like, in the same no, laundry as Julian. Not stressful of re- as receiving them. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and let me tell you something for free. If they'd have got me animals biscuits, I'd have been in heaven. Absolutely. <laughs> I like the Pet Shop Boys. Do you want to swap it for a walk? <laughs> Which one? The broken one or the working one? <laughs> <laughs> My mum got me this T-shirt for Christmas this year that she said I could wear to shows. And she claims she got it specially printed for me. But it's like, oh, I'm the daughter of a crazy mom. So that is my first question. Like, why do you lie about getting it printed by yourself? Also, who sold it to her? And it's just got this litany of really weird stuff on it about how basically if you do anything to me, she'll find you and kill you. It's oh, wow. It's odd on a lot of levels, um, but I don't know where she got it from. And I don't know if she legitimately expects me to wear it. I got it for her for um, Valentine's Day, not really. (laughs) She lives, yeah, she lives in this complex of older people though. So I think a neighbor has sold this to her like off the back of a lorry or something because she is a mug for stuff like that. She went through a phase of giving me makeup that her neighbor was selling her that I'm pretty sure was shoplifted. It's funny that she lied about getting it printed. Yeah. It's like, like, does she normally lie? No, but a lot of the stuff on there was true though. She is mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was it was I mean, it yeah. It fits in with the message, doesn't it, I guess? It does. But she was like, Yes, you can wear this at your next show. I was like, mm, no, probably not. Um my mum got me a, a bike. I really wanted a bike when I was about five or six. And my mum got me one, but it was one with stabilizers on it. And I took it downstairs on the same day and I just got cussed. And it was oh. it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like the other oh, kids it... on the estate were just cussing, oh, no. were cussing me, and <laughs> and it was so heavy. I I, I had to work oh. through that for a long time. <laughs> this is meant to be comedy, but I feel like we're going to some dark places here. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's move on to the next ball. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've gone all red thinking about it. Uh, oh. It's okay, Julian. You're not there anymore. You can buy your own bikes now. I actually got my real bike. My other bike stolen the other day. But anyway, sorry, oh. carry on. <laughs> I had both. two bikes stolen last year and I can't get it's over it. It's fucking a not. Oh, my God. I keep thinking I'm going to find the culprit. I got mine stolen once. Like the wheel stolen off of it. And I still went Ooh, to get on that's it. That's so rude. But I went to get on it and I thought, this is just, the seat was like a lot lower. I was like... <laughs> Having to take it home yeah, on the I mean, tube as well, as you're with no wheels. Ages you just... to ride to work, not really. But like, um, yeah, but it's hard. Did you take the frame with you though? What do you do in those circumstances? Because I think I'd be so angry, I'd just walk away. I like... left the frame there. I just, yeah. I just gave it. Away. Wait, jo- Josie, where did you get yours stolen? Oh, one it? of them was entirely my fault and I feel really embarrassed about it because I inherited some money of my step-granddad and I bought myself a new bike and I was so excited and I put a seat on it for my daughter and all this shit. And then it was during the first lockdown and it was in the little garden by our old flat that was literally, my bedroom window was backing out onto it. And um, I locked it to my daughter's um, plastic slide that is easily dismantlable uh, by thieves. And the um, thieves just took the side off the slide and carried the bike away and that was that. So they left the slide behind though? Oh, they fucked yeah. the slide as well. That was the worst <laughs> part. So and I mean. only found out the next morning because my little daughter went out to play on the slide and she was like, uh, what's happening? Oh. <laughs> and you were like, entirely my fault. Yeah, but the worst part was I, I thought I would hear because it was just outside my bedroom window and I was like, no cunt's going to steal a bike with a child seat on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of monster. What kind of thief <laughs> has no morals? Right. I mean, they are out stealing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but stealing from a child. <laughs> I've supposed to be good people, these things. <laughs> a lot of good people are driven to bad things, but I draw the line at a child's bike. And a child's slide. What a monster. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, the next ball is the worst job you've ever done. <laughs> I don't believe you haven't had a bad job. I'm looking. I at was you. a comedian for a while. 
No way. Yeah, how'd mm. that go? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good trade. No problems there. I mean, right. the, the, the worst lot, I worked in a pet shop for half a day. Um, and they, they ended up... <laughs> They ended up sending me home. Like I wasn't supposed to do half day. <laughs> what age were you? I was a fifteen, and it was like a Saturday job. My mum got me it for some reason in Pet Supreme in uh, Ladywell near Catford. I still drive. I know past, it. Every time I drive past her, I tell people this. <laughs> even even, <laughs> even the other day. And um, hang on, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Greenwich, Plumstead. Plumstead was the stabiliser story and then Greenwich. Um, and the bike the other day got nicked from North Greenwich. I'm in Blackheath now. Not that you asked. The whole life no, but it's story. It's good to get a rounded picture. It's good to get a rounded picture. Yeah, so yeah. we see a bike with stabiliser on it for adults, we'll know it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but I had to work at the uh, out back, you know, like with the frozen stuff. And I had to bag up the frozen stuff and it was just so cold on my hands. And they ended up, <laughs> I was struggling a bit and they just said, said I could go home. And they were telling me how much, how good the wages are. They were saying, you get so much money here. The only problem people have at work here is having time off to spend all the money and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even last half a day. They, they gave me a tenner and uh, I went, I was gutted, yeah. Wait, so you were invited to leave? You were sacked Yeah, yeah, from they said you can go and just gave me a tenner out of the till. How sad did you look doing that job that they felt like you couldn't carry no, on? I just didn't like it, yeah. I got sacked from... I, I got a job at TK Maxx and I got sacked from TK Maxx for falling asleep <laughs> under the coat. <laughs> was that an active choice? Did you set yourself up under the coats for a sleep or how did that yeah it was the bit it, the shop had closed I, I i think i was hung over but i hung over at that age and so i just went underneath like there were all these bomber jackets big sort of women's coats with you know fur hoodies and and uh yeah i got in there and the manager came down and caught me and i was asked <laughs> to leave <laughs> oh, I'm so glad comedy came along for you guys because you guys are unemployable. How, how, old, how old were you, Sean? Uh, I think I was uh, seven, like se 17. You're 17. You needed to sleep. <laughs> You're a growing boy. But, you know, you'd think there's some issues there or, you know, have some compassion. How did that conversation go, though? Did yeah. you just go, you were discovered by the manager. She rooted you out of your warren that you'd made. Did you just go, yeah, fair enough. Don't say a word. I know what I've done. I'm going to go. Or did you have to have a conversation? Yeah. No, no, I just, I just went. I, I was always sacked. <laughs> the Odeon, I worked at the Odeon. And I, I, uh, the manager wasn't happy that I was wearing black nail varnish. Nor, nor am I, mate. <laughs> Set the scene for me. What was the black nail polish in context for? Who were you as a as a teenager? Well, that's a vibe, isn't it? That's like, well, you know, like emo, goth. Where were you going with that? Just alternative. Oh, I um, I don't even know. I like. I mean, I wasn't an. It was before emo. Whatever was before emo. Right. Okay. Cool. I think yeah, that was that was my that was my group. <laughs> gothic. Gothic was the the name before emo. Yeah. Gothic, I, yeah. Oh, goths. Love them. Goth. <laughs> a lot of black. Maybe, I just, maybe it was a goth phase. It was a goth phase. That's what it was. It was a goth phase. It was a little mini goth phase, and I had black nail varnish. And, um, and he wasn't happy about that. And then the last straw was when the cinema, the Odeon, got it, we got allocated seating. And so you had, if the, if the auditorium was packed, you had to seat people down in their seats. But what happened is people, this was a new introduction, so people weren't used to it and people were sitting in different seats. And I had to get like those people to sit over back in those seats and the people in those seats then had to move into there. And it kept on moving people on. And I just found it too stressful that I went, I can't, sorry, I can't handle this anymore. I can't do this. And then so I the sack, it wasn't really anything to do with the nail polish. <laughs> okay. Oh, I so when you were like that, he was like busted. Yeah. So it does sound to the uninitiated, it did sound to me like a um, slightly more unable to do the job issue than an aesthetic one, but sure. yeah, no. I don't think it was the nail varnish. Right? Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a work, more work ethic. I'm, I'm with him, related. 
<laughs> Josie, any bad jobs? I, oh, I... Or so, just bad comedy jobs? Well, I've had a lot of them. The first... <laughs> The first job I ever did when I was 14 was um, out of the paper. There were kind of door-to-door double glazing sales jobs. And I was like 14. I was like, great. And I didn't have any smart clothes. I had like a light cardigan made of T-shirt material and like a denim skirt that was like uncomfortable. And I was like, I'm ready. And they were like, so you're working just for commission. Do you understand that? And I didn't understand. No. Sure. (laughs) And then they fucking made me go up and down the street that was like, we lived in like some flats that were at the end of the street. And the street itself was like these big houses. And it was the street I had to walk down every day to get to fucking school. So they made me go down that street. And they made me knock on the door of a boy uh, whose full name I could give you because I knew him when I was a teenager, but I won't who I went out with for one weekend, who then cruelly and bitterly dumped me. And I had to knock on his giant mansion house. Did he buy the windows or not? Double closing. (laughs) It was the most horrific, like, experience, just waiting for them to answer and thinking, like, I can't, and me trying to say to the boss, uh, like, the, the gang master, the like, gang master. <laughs> well, I swear to God, we were all about 14. I don't know what the guy was doing. I had to say to him, like, I can't go to this house. And he was like, you've got to go to that house. I was like, I can't, I can't. And he was like, just do it, just do it, you know. So I went up rang the Fucking do it, <laughs> Yeah. And they, um, I can't, I think the dad answered and he wasn't in. It was like, oh, don't recognise me. Brutal. But um, I earned zero pence. So like, you, didn't, you didn't sell any double glazing, no, a 14-year-old saleswoman. Right? It's weird how nobody wants to buy expensive household items from a child. On the doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> on the doorstep, unannounced. I was such a pushy little nightmare of a teenager. I think I could have gone low-hanging fruit on some of my neighbours and they would have bought it just for me to go away. So oh I reckon I could have made a killing in my old street. I used to put on shows for them. Um, they didn't want, they did not want me to, um, but they were too polite and they liked my parents too much to say no. So I had many. It was like early, it was like an early bringer gig, like all the neighbors in under heavy duress watching a 10 year old who'd produced the show, starred in the show, done a raffle for the show. What was the I did, show though? <laughs> oh, that my, my best production, my seminal work, I would say is um, The Ugly Duckling, where I played all the roles. Um, yeah, I know. What a little dickhead I was. I was the kind of child that I know that makes me not want to have kids. I was that child. I put myself off by my own I, behavior. I would love it if my daughter did that. She's <laughs> in the whole show. I'd be so proud of her. <laughs> I went door to door, bullying people to come to the house. And I, what, I ran around. What a if raffle. it was like three hours long, Josie? Would you <laughs> like that's Mate, I probably was. At this rate, I'd watch three hours of anything if it was live. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Netflix would pick it up. It'd be fine. <laughs> They'll take a, anything. <laughs> doing a bucket speech <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but no, I literally did. I ran the I ran the worst raffle ever, um, which was everyone had to pay a pound for a ticket. And the top prize was a stick of chewing gum. That was the top raffle prize. I made proper profit on that. I could have been on The Apprentice. This was, it was a pure profit. How old were you when One you were doing this? chewing gum, like eight or nine. Not even the whole packet, a single chewing gum. And I got budget from my mum to buy the prize. That's and good I chose... currency when you're that age, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What you're working the, with. The best thing was I pulled my own ticket from the raffle. <laughs> so I won it. Hustler. <laughs> that's pure profit. What a little cow I was. Um, so, yeah, that's... That was my that was my best job, I think. Certainly the most money I've made for doing fuck all. <laughs> and I do PR, so that is a bold statement. Right. On to the next four. And it's irrational dislikes. Oh, I hate it so, so much when people like make any noise with their nails or click their fingers. I literally I I, I could punch someone for mm. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, what like do you mean, Josie, with the nails? Especially if they're black nails. Oh. For, for the listeners, Josie's really going quite zoomed in, clicking yeah, like, her fingernails at us. Oh, oh, any sort of, oh, it's just, it's vulgar, it's it's rude, and it's the noise is unacceptable. It's do you just, confront them? 
Are you the kind of person that oh. like, or do you just silently fume? So me and my partner are in a four and a half year long uh, attritional thing about this where he'll click his fingers. He'll literally put his arm around me and then like click his fingers. And every time I'll be like, you know, I don't like this. And then we're like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable, thank you. He didn't forget. He didn't fucking forget. He's he trying didn't to forget. <laughs> Four and a half years though, you've got to get your kicks where you can, can't you? It's just... Oh, clicking the fingers. And also I feel like clicking of the fingers must damage the fingers. It's not normal. It's though. not good. Oh. Oh. You've just done it yourself. Yeah, I hate <laughs> To it. demonstrate it. I hate myself for doing it. <laughs> Anybody else got any? Well, I don't actually dislikes? mind clicking fingers, but I, I relate. I relate um, on like the, a tapping noise. If someone's on the tube, or they call it, I, it was bothering me so much. I looked into it. And it's called misophonia. It's like the fear of like people eating, rustling their crisp packets, or tapping, or biting nails. I can't. It, I have to. I have to. I've had to like ch- move away. It gets, it gets to me. It's like my skin crawling. I hate it so much. Mm. My ex used to do the same by her nails. Mine is, so we're all, all of us are doing noises because mine, because mine is also a noise. We're all, we're all uh, irrationally irritated by noises. Mine is people that talk loudly in places that I think should oh. be quiet, like a park. Yesterday I went for a walk and there was a there was a there was a man behind me and he was talking really loudly in the park and it was driving me. It was driving me. Some people's voices really travel as well. It's too much. They just carry in the abrasive. I can hear that guy. He's he's about hundred meters away, and he's talking to someone next to him. Shut the fuck! Bring it down a notch. Australians are terrible for it. I saw two Australians having a, a shouting conversation on bikes the other day from a street away. And it was just like, I'll t- t- tell you what's the annoying one. When you're with a mate who's really outgoing and you're on a tube with him and he's fucking talking really loud. At, he wants, like he's having a conversation with you, but he, he, he's like, everyone else can hear. So like, shut up, man. And then, like, he's going to get off and you're going to be on your own and everyone's going to sort of know a bit about you. Hate yeah. No, no, you were cool with it. They were yeah. like, where was that guy? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. he had an I opportunity just... to make his friend quiet and he didn't take it. So can I just say, I agree with all of this, but I have a loud voice which carries and I have been told off in an art gallery and it was one of the most... Experiences oh. of my fucking life where I was talking to a friend oh who I'd seen for ages and I was so excited. I can't imagine that. What were you saying loudly? It was a nice conversation with a friend because I was excited to see them again. I hadn't seen them for a few months. <gasps> so it wasn't about the art. No, it was in the Sensation <laughs> Young British Artists uh, exhibition in like 2000. And I've never forgotten the pain and the humiliation. This guy who must have only been like about two or three years older than me, like a young man who was wearing, and I will not forget this, a fur-lined hat, fucking <laughs> leant over to me and was like, I didn't come here to hear your stupid conversation. I came here to look at the artworks. Oh, God. Oh. It was. At, I think maybe he's a banal. Whatever he said. Oh. 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 Do you think about that before you go to sleep at night sometimes? Does that just come back to banal. you? Banal. <laughs> yeah, although it's more like things I, dumb things I've said. Like, this one is, is too painful. This one isn't like... I wasn't the villain, I don't think. So yeah. I got told off for chatting at a James Blunt concert once. Um, the, the girls in front of me passed me a note to say shut up. <laughs> and I balled it up and threw it at their heads and said, watch the show you paid for. Because I was very drunk. Um, <laughs> and Welsh people, when they're drunk, are like foghorns. Um, you'll find... I don't know whose side I'm on in that. Oh, I'm not on my side. Everyone. I am not on my side. We, pre- we pre-gamed too hard. <laughs> But how quiet, I don't understand how quiet was James Blunt for you exactly. as a concert. I think that was the point I was trying to make. But instead of making the point, I just balled up their note and threw it at their, the back of their head, which I don't th- think put me on the conversational high ground there. Um, but yeah. So then they had to listen to me tunelessly singing along instead. So 
there were no winners in that. I was at James Blunt as well, to be clear. Like there were no winners in that scenario whatsoever. <laughs> I'm very cool. I can tell that's not coming across, but I am. I've got references. It's fine. Let's roll the ball. <laughs> that was everybody's. Um, I don't think some of those are irrational though. I think they were purely rational likes. I'm not sure we really honored the category. Right, yeah, anyway, um, weddings. Bad weddings, good weddings. Who's been to a terrible wedding? I feel like all of us. Never been to a terrible one. I've, I've had invites oh. that I've kind of dreaded, but I've always, I've always like, that was actually all right. I enjoyed it. Have you had to make a speech at a wedding ever? I, had, I got asked to um, be a best man, but I was doing my first weekend of gigs at the stand in Edinburgh, and I, I, didn't, I didn't fancy being a best man anyway. I said no. <laughs> As a comedian, is it? Do you have to? Would you have to tone it down to not be the star of somebody else's show? It's just too like, much pressure to be a best man, especially if you're, yeah, you're a comic. Because yeah, people are expecting you to be funny, so you don't get the same level when, uh, of when Matt Ford, indulgence uh, that other people Matt get. Ford was McCaffrey's best man. Sean was there, and he was so nervous beforehand. It was quite funny to watch. Did he do any of it as Boris Johnson? He might have done. I, <laughs> I was wondering what a Tony Blair would think of this wedding. Because <laughs> I think I went too far at my friend's wedding. I did play it too much for laughs um, when I was invited to speak, and I'm not sure I'll be allowed to speak at anybody else's again. I'm just poem now. <laughs> she yeah, can I'm... read the poem. She can't cock that up. <laughs> I wrote a speech for my best friend from school's wedding. Me and another friend of hers did a sort of speech together. And... Um, I remember opening it with what I thought was like the funniest possible joke, which was I was crying because it was a beautiful wedding. And I said, oh, I'm not crying about this. I'm just crying because I'm remembering the film Beethoven too. <laughs> and I was like, I would have laughed. what an uh... died so <laughs> deeply and so fully. Like, they're not expecting not a soul a comedy, me. are they? So, like, not really. So <laughs> you're probably like, they thought, what? <laughs> yeah, and also people, I guess, were a bit like, well, why aren't you crying about the wedding? It's beautiful. <laughs> they take it like, it's really literally, isn't it? Like, I've severely misjudged the tone of this. <laughs> and then, but the worst part is then you know you've got to do 10 more minutes of speech and you're like, fucking dig in, guys. <laughs> Starting <laughs> your watch. But also, Beethoven, to, to me, I don't know the film and maybe they didn't. Is it sad? No, I mean, it was a bad reference. I thought you could have just... said like Auschwitz or something. My girl. Like, oh, I wasn't going to go that. that sort Sorry, of I'm just crying. I'm crying about Schindler's List. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the plight of the Jews. <laughs> oh. I just thought Beethoven 2 would be kind of a light-hearted non sequitur Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't Did it get make better? Jokes. <laughs> Pardon? Did it get better from there or? It, it did, thank God, because most of the material was very, very <laughs> well honed around uh, pride. <laughs> Uh, thank fuck, because otherwise that would have been so late. I'm trying to think about bad weddings. I've been to, have I been to any weddings? Okay, this is my question to you guys. Have you <laughs> after that speech, wedding? they're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but have you been to any weddings where basically everyone knew the wedding was a bad idea? <laughs> yeah. Like first weddings and in your mind, you're like, I'm not going to spend a lot on this gift because I'm buying again for these people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't go to those hen parties. Too expensive. <laughs> It's bad that, isn't it? No, and nobody says anything. There is an, an opportunity to say something that's written into law, and nobody literally built it. into the script. Nobody uses it. No, everyone does the joke laugh as well, don't they? Like, ooh, like, oh, what when they say that? Is anyone object to this? Yeah, yeah. I wonder, how, like that. I wonder if that's ever happened. What in ever in real life outside yeah. films? Yeah, like I someone standing up at the back and saying, "Me, <laughs> what? <laughs> shut up, mate." Just going yeah. through the motions. No one's really asking, are they're not really asking, are they? No, it's they've spent a lot of money at that point. If you did have any objections, they should have got that out in the, the invites, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn up if you feel that strongly about it. Probably don't eat the dinner. Like it's not, it's not, not a thing. Imagine going but to I a think... wedding. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna object. <laughs> Yeah. Don't go oh, to the hanging wedding. around for the reception. <laughs> yeah, is the meal still on? <laughs> Is there a chance to overcome the objection, though? 
like, I, like what happens next? Oh, yeah, you're next? allowed to be like overruled. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. automatic cancel or can you have a check? Yes, we've got to cancel. This drunk guy's coming and like, check, don't yeah. know anyone. But... That comedian hasn't done a gig for a while. They did. It, they played it for a laugh, and now the now the wedding's over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's always one in there. There's always everyone's got that uncle that's like. Like, shut up. No. I thought my dad was going to be that guy at my wedding, but um, he managed to keep a lid on it. (laughs) He's a big, he's a massive troll, my dad. That is exactly the kind of behavior. I think if if he had more people in the room that were his fans, because my parents quite recently divorced, if there were more fans of my dad in that room, he would have gone for it. He would have done it. Um, Right. Anyway, next four. It's like family trauma, comedy together as one thing. Right, I need everybody's best thing that they've ever bought. I bought an electric blanket, changed my fucking life. Right, I will hear evidence. Oh, oh. tell me oh, about I that. <laughs> Are you but, on commission? Did you move from, from double glazed to blankets? Yeah. First purchase was the underneath blanket, right? And this okay. is what the underneath blanket is a game changer. You can make it so that it heats up your bed and you can make some that just focus on the feet so you don't even oh, oh that's nice right so you turn it on before you get into the bed oh my god you get into a warm cozy bed and then you can either keep it on or you can have it fade gently away while you sleep you can turn it off in oh. the morning when you don't want to get out of the bed and it's cold and you just snuggle in oh i'm loving it's cozy this. it's warm it's delightful then i went to aldi and I discovered they do ones. I've got it right here. It's like a lovely, cozy throw that warms. For the listeners, it's very Scandi looking. Very classy. Oh, and you, oh, it's very you have Scandi to plug it into the wall, yeah? You do have to plug it in, but they always boast how economical they are. They're always like two pence per night. I left sure. one on when I was a kid by accident and it burnt my mum's bed. I was going to say, there's that. This that <laughs> urban legend. My mum absolutely <laughs> lost the plot. Like, oh. but it's one of those ones that you don't sleep with it. Like, it heats your bed up, then you turn it off. Like old school ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that one, so you sleep ones... with it on you. Oh, before the EU, before there were any regulations yeah. keeping us safe, that shit was allowed. Now it's back. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> well, in this brief window, go back, buy things up until that were made at the end of last year. Yeah. The one that goes on top of you, you can put it on your legs and you can turn it on like like the most luxury nan on this earth. <laughs> Wonderful. It's not that cold and where it, I live, though. It's quite hot here. Mm. Any like, Can yeah. you get ones that cool down in the summer? Oh, I mean, interesting. I don't know, but I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to have a little Google after. This is just practical. This is... I've got to prepare for summer, mate. Can anyone best this? Has anyone got a better purchase? I can't. There's no way I can. There's no, I, I mean, mean, I'm going to buy Josie an electric blanket now, but... so I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah You've sold absolutely. it to all of us. And I'm going to, I, I love Aldi as well, and I'm going to get that. I, I, I'm i not going to top Josie's, but um, I, basically, I bought, uh, recently bought a, a sort of velvety green uh, office Ooh. chair. So, so it's not. So it's not like one of those, you know, those awful black ones that you get in a. It's like it could be Are you in Mad a. Men? Do you feel like Don Draper? Yeah. It's sort of. Like, I feel Ooh. like I should be smoking a pipe. That my desk should be candle lit, and I just. I. The difference it's made to my life. So before, I didn't want to come into my little office space. I just never wanted to be here, which meant I got nothing done. The day I got this chair, I sat here the entire day and read, just in this chair. I love this chair. And now I just sit here. That's good, though, isn't it? It's like it encourages you to work and stuff. Does it encourage you to work? Because you've just talked about reading. Was it a book about work? So it's a chair. So, like, my... my it, Yeah, but I just, like, sit... Like, it's nice to be... I'm, you know, I used to, like, sprawl out on the sofa and watch the telly. I bought a chair, but that is just... That's not going to beat Josie's, you know, heated blanket. Oh, the heated is blanket is excellent, and I'm going to buy one. Even though I'm yeah. not particularly cold yeah. in the night, I'd still like to... I'm not toasty, and toasty's nice, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> and like it's comforting as well, isn't it? It's, it's the I kind tell, of... It's I, the I, I, did buy, I bought something the other day. I know. I got it for... Someone gave it to for Christmas. Does that count? 
Yeah, we'll take but it. I was looking for it anyway. A speaker that goes in a shower. I've got one of those. That is probably one of my That's, best purchases. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm using it all the time. It's so like re reliable as well. And it looks great. I, I'm going to get it. That's a good shout. <laughs> Really it. It's really cute. It's uh, it's a shame this is for audio, really, because this is ultimately useless. <laughs> um, but yeah, show, look show the, us. Look at the high vibe colours of that turquoise it is. and green. Uh, What's it? Do you sing in the shower, Julian? No. Are you what are you listening to? I'm mainly listening to <laughs> debates like Christopher Hitchens in my shower yesterday. But it's so. But mu you know, music is what people like normally. <laughs> But if you're into something and you're watching it, you think, oh, I'll, I'm going to I'll watch this, then I'll have a shower. But now you can just have a shower and it's still on. Turn it off. That's like, like living in a posh hotel room. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or being in the shower and like being yeah. in a London cab. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's also a shower. I miss getting my racist news from um, London taxis. Like, I want to know what they're up to. It's good to know, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, them you wouldn't want to know all the COVID, all the COVID conspiracy chat. I yeah. That, that oh, I oh. Yeah. Talk radio would they're be having a field day about They're that. over on Parlour now, aren't they? Or is it Parlour? I don't want to know what that is. Like, I keep seeing it on Twitter and I don't want to know. It's like, for people who are like, Twitter isn't bad enough. Right, uh, and it is. It definitely is. Twitter yeah, it's not bad. It's exactly the right level of bad. <laughs> right, we've got time for one more category, and um, here we go. I just like the sound of this. Um, right, your personal deal breakers. So it deal could be like breakers. your dating ones. If somebody turns up on a date, you would immediately reject them, or your friend ones, or your job ones. What, what rules a person out for you? Anyone on par? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I couldn't date someone who was a landlord, but I don't have anything funny to say about that. Just... It would just be a deal breaker. What do you mean? What do you mean? If someone was a landlord, I'd be like, Bleh. but they just—that just means they own a property and they're renting it. <laughs> they own more than one property, and they're yeah, they they they're seeking rent. I yeah, only yeah. date landlords. That's my thing. <laughs> This is perfect. It's like Jack Spratt. <laughs> You're getting the landlords and I'm getting the non-landlords. The homeless people. <laughs> no, landlord doesn't mean homeless. If you if you own or you rent a home, you're not you're not a landlord. Oh yeah. So I get them and you get the landlords. And you know, more for me because you get to like go to like loads of holiday homes and like Jeets and what like type that. of landlord they might just be yeah. renting a room on airbnb i mean listen i'm going to be flexible about it i'm not going to spectrum josie would you would would you would you go out with someone that airbnb yeah. is the place okay, okay. That's, a, that's a fun landlord that's all right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, well, that's that's an obstacle to our love, Josie, because I used to be an accidental landlord because I bought a flat. It's an accidental landlordism I'm yeah. not going to be a prick about, especially if they're good you looking. seven but... blocks of flats. Staff it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I, I, I yeah. Pour down the local businesses to build a scheme. Julian's <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I get their number? <laughs> Well, I got a redundancy payout and my parents were worried I was going to spend all my money on like sweets and magazines. So they were like, you should buy property. And I was like 23. I know. And I was like, I, I don't think I should. And they're like, no, you should. You should get a flat, get a flat. And I was like, all right, that seems That's like a good idea. redundancy you got. Oh, yeah. I, I was there for a long time. <laughs> that was not a situation where I was asked to leave. They really, they needed me to leave. So uh, I got paid accordingly. But um, yeah. This it was, is, what is this? And this also, is so yeah. more interesting than me being like judgmental of people. What? Well, also, flats in Cardiff are, are quite cheap, <laughs> to be fair. Um, That's where I was at the time. And um, yeah, everyone said, oh, buy property. It's an investment. But there were loads of new build flats in Cardiff. So it was quite cheap to buy one. But then we couldn't bloody sell it. Oh. And we only had it for 18 months and um, I got a job in London and we needed to move out 
And so we had to become landlords and we rented it to this prick of a trainee solicitor who knew his rights because he was a trainee solicitor, subletting with his girlfriend. We knew because when we went home from London, we looked in the window and there were loads of girl stuff. Weird, but that's what you do (laughs) when you're in a petty war with a tenant. And he once rang us up and asked to send an electrician to replace a simple light bulb because he was not prepared to do it himself and legally he didn't have to. Hang on, you're telling me all these years I didn't have to legally replace light bulbs and I could have tormented my landlord. Apparently. Yeah. Light bulbs for me. I no yeah. idea. I've been, I've been replacing my own light bulb. Yeah. Oh, they they hated us, though. They hated us. They thought know, we were... The to to but they assumed we were like career landlords who were like you loaded. You legally have to hoover and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. How far does it go? Brush. Yeah. I want you to come and Honestly. brush my teeth. They're filthy. Oh my god! Imagine I could give if you it some tips. The the top. I could give you some tips on how to be an asshole tenant. Honestly, my life was ruined every day. There was something new. I prefer to be a, a perfect tenant. To be honest, it's just easy life, isn't it? Yeah, because at the end of their tenancy, they asked for three extra days because they were moving around the corner into a different complex, and I didn't give it to them. Good. They had to move out and then move back in. And I do not feel guilty about that at all. I remember turning up and they thought we were- You're an accidental arsehole of a landlord. I know. They made, they created me. Maybe this is how all arsehole landlords are created. They're not born, they're made by bad tenants. It's like a Christmas carol. Yeah. But we turned up to clean out the flat when they were moving out. And we were quite, we were scared as them as they were of us, basically, because I was all big talk on the emails, but a massive <laughs> coward. So I didn't want to see him. And they came round to get their posts while we were moving all our stuff out to sell. And they basically tried to slag us off. The owners are like, oh, are you moving in there? We need to sell you some stuff. I was like, oh, it's my house, actually. Oh my Good God. Oh, but Hello. You um, found out all the gossip about yourself. That is sort of a terrifying dream, isn't well, it? Well, we, we did do that as well because they had a plumbing issue and I sent my mum's mate in who was a plumber and they did slag us off there as well. So um, any any goodwill I felt towards them, yeah. <laughs> we I did say, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to bring up something that wasn't lighthearted enough and that no. seemed <laughs> I just meant it in quite a fun, lighthearted, you know, I'm not going to be a book about this way. <laughs> What I feel like I've done is dredged up a, a bad experience for you, made it seem like I'm, you know, have no sympathy for you, which is not true at all. No, it's all right. I, I've got no sympathy like for me. They made yeah. their knuckles or something. It's all right. It's fine. Um, I'm over it now, I think. It's I'm been sorry, seven years. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's all good. Anyway, what current, let's go around. What are the current tenants like? All right. Uh, we sold it. Oh. That wasn't. We were. That was enough for us. It was an accidental landlord. I was an accidental yeah. landlord, <laughs> and I hated it. I was really stressed. I wanted to be a nice person as well, and the stress of being a dick to someone who was a dick versus being the better person. It was a constant moral battle, and being the better person never won. It never won. It never won. I always. I never took the higher road. I always took the worst road. Um, yeah, so while I tot up the scores, it won't take long. Uh, let's go around and talk about what we're doing. <laughs> Julian, we'll start with you. What? Where can we find you? In a nice electric blanket tomorrow. Um, oh, what, <laughs> what, like, um, social, like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Yep, what projects are you working on? Anything that, that people I do a podcast called TVI, um, stands for Two Vegan Idiots. <laughs> TVI with Cole Donnelly and um yeah I'm not doing any gigs anymore apparently not many people are I see you on the road (laughs) I see you on the zooms like 11 months of not gigging I feel like you did the car park one what was that like I was there (laughs) I was at a car park one I, it was so weird to expect like honks and not laughs. Like honks are a we real went, We weren't allowed to honk. By the time I saw it, it was one of the last ones and we got given oh. these plastic little clapping hands to use because we couldn't scare the residents. Didn't you do any home. gigs b- between lockdowns? To be fair, I did do one. Sean, you did a few, didn't you? Proper ones that looked legit. Well, I'm quite lucky because Top Secret Comedy Club is not that far from me. And they sort of managed to, I don't know if you know this, but like they managed to get these um, perspex like dividers that they put in between the rows. Oh, so like, like, <coughs> like loads of like riot police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they were quite, to be honest with you, some nights it was, it felt, 
I don't know how responsible it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the idea that COVID um, can't go under or over a plastic sheet was optimistic. G- given where we've ended up, but um, it, you know, it was fun nonetheless. I, I certainly enjoyed, it's most I've enjoyed stand-up in many, many years after, after sort of having that break from it and then going back and, and, um, and uh, it, yeah, it was a, for some reason it was a lot more fun than it, it was Gra- Gratitude, probably. Mm. <laughs> I found, because I went yeah. to Top Secret to see Robin Morgan's work in progress and I got fixated on the fact that I could see my own face reflected oh, in yeah. the back of the woman in front's head, like Voldemort, and it really spoiled my enjoyment of the show. Like, I kept catching my own eye and I'm vain like a budgie in situations like that, so I just couldn't stop looking at myself. And, yeah, sorry, Robin, it was really funny, but... Um, my own performance was quite captivating. My laughing was, was great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is not a good angle for me. Uh, <laughs> um, Sean, where can we, what are you doing now? Not literally now. What are you doing with your life at the moment that people can so, like and same, subscribe to? Nothing. Same, same as Julian. I do a podcast with Paul McCaffrey called What's Upset You Now? That's it. It's us moaning for exactly 15 minutes. That's all it is. Oh, 15 minutes is a great time length for a podcast. That's a really good time. Like, I reckon that's what we'll get out of the edit for this one. Thank you. Yes, that's the that's the main co- <laughs> that's the main compliment we get, Josie. That is a wonderful Short. amount of time. Nice. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Josie. What about you? Where can, where can we find you? Um, 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 yeah, I'm, I make a radio show called Shortcuts, and we're doing a new series of that in February. And other than that, I'm just. I'll, how long is not it going to be? Not short enough, mate. Not short enough. <laughs> and, and your Soho Theatre show is on oh. Amazon Prime? Yes, people can watch it. I would. It would mean so, so much to me if people could. I would love it so much. Yeah, yeah I watched all of them by accident the other day because I had them on during work, so I watched all 12 episodes. It was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. But, yeah. um, okay, cool. Thank you for everybody who listened to Comedy Arcade. Um. I did stop paying attention to the scoring because I was busy chatting um, and sharing my experience of being an accidental landlord, but um, the winner was Josie Long in the end. I don't think that's fair because I think I've ruined the atmosphere. Can we have a recount, please? (laughs) We can, but it won't help you. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's still Josie Long. And it's still, yeah, it's still Josie. She was the runaway winner at the points that I took. I'm down on parlour to complain, mate. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is... all join parlour just for tonight and only speak to each other. Yes! Let's join parlour! That's how it starts, though, doesn't it? It starts as an ironic thing, and then before you know it, you're in In it for real. In the (laughs) vortex. Well, thank you all for coming on. This has been fun. You are free to go. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Arcade. There'll be a new episode next Thursday with new balls and new guests. If you liked it, like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Sean Walsh and this is What's Upset You Now. The USP is It's Only 15 Minutes. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.